Thank you for choosing to listen to the Emmaus Radio Ministry Podcast. Each of these messages were given by various faculty, staff, and friends of Emmaus Bible College. To view each series as a whole or for more information about similar Emmaus ministries, please visit concerninghim.com. Galatians chapter 5, verse 7. You were running well. Who hindered you from obeying the truth? This happens often enough in life. You see somebody who is performing well, maybe a young person, boy or girl, good grades, going through school, good reports, everyone approves of their conduct, and all of a sudden something happens. Grades fall, complaints, behavior changes, makes the parents, others concerned about them wonder what's going on, makes the teacher uh, wonder what's going on. Very often um, in our society these days, these are marks of intrusion of things like drugs or other emotionally disturbing relationships and things that come into people's lives. With the Christians that the Apostle Paul is addressing in Galatians, a similar thing had happened. They were running well. They had received Christ as their Savior. They had the joy of their Christian experience. They are holding on to a pure gospel. They had Christian love, warmth among them, we may assume. And all of a sudden, it has changed. The apostle who brought them the message of life becomes a controversial figure for them. Seems like there are some among them who may be speaking against him. The gospel has been substituted, changed. Not only that, and as we read further in this epistle, we find that a lot of bad behavior is happening among them. There's rivalry, bitter fights. They are biting and devouring one another, the Apostle Paul says. Poison has been added to whatever was the healthy diet they had. The life-giving message of the gospel has been corrupted by legalism. Legalism is a term we should use to uh, define, to describe any alteration of the message of trusting and depending on the work of God on our behalf by adding our own works of outward religion. Legalism is saying that it's, yes, it is good to believe in Christ, but then I also keep all these rules and that makes me even better. There is an evidence to the new life that is not purely in terms of outward regulations and manners and modes of doing certain things a certain way. The true evidence of the inner life is a transformed heart, love toward fellow human beings, compassion, uh, commitment to purity, including of the heart, purity in our outward behavior. All of these are evidence of faith, but outward behavior of conduct abiding by a certain regulations of purely external things, of rules, can mask great corruption in the heart. So a group of Christians, and not just in one place, throughout the places that the Apostle Paul had brought the gospel to, seem to have been affected by a poison of a heresy, a, dis a distortion of the gospel, where the message of simply trusting Christ for salvation was changed to trust and then also do these rules. 
particularly rules from the Old Testament, starting with the, the commandment for circumcision. We also see that they were doing additional things, such as observance of days in months, seasons, years, so a religious calendar. In other places we find, particularly, for example, in the letter to the Colossians, uh, maybe dietary and other things, don't touch this, don't touch that. So purity and righteousness all defined purely in external terms. This was already at work when the Lord Jesus uh, came into our world and began his public ministry. The religious conservatives of the day took issue with him because his disciples did not wash the hand in the right manner before they ate food. And the Lord Jesus has to, had to say, what defiles you is not what goes into you, but what comes out of you. Out of the heart comes things that defile, like adulterous thoughts and desires and motives that result in rivalry, murder, and other forms of immorality. So the Galatian Christians had embraced the truth in its simplicity and in its power. And now it was rendered powerless through the addition of external religion as something on the same footing and somehow improving the gospel. So he tells them this and says that what has happened to you is not from God. It is true that God gave the Old Testament, that he is the one who gave the sign of circumcision to Abraham and commanded Abraham to observe it for succeeding generations. He is also the one who gave the law at Mount Sinai and told Moses to command Israel to observe the same. It was required for them under the Old Covenant. But we are not parties to the Old Covenant. The New Covenant which is through Christ, is one of life change. It is not a covenant with a nation with the promise of prosperity, uh, safety, victory in battle, freedom from pestilence and plague, and all of the various things that God promised them as a nation, as parties to that covenant. The new covenant is something of new life, the life of God through regeneration, through a a transformation of the soul by the work of God. So to add external things to the work of Christ is to corrupt it. You are running well, he says. Who hindered you from obeying the truth? It's a rhetorical question. There are some persons, unnamed persons, whose identities are not clear, who probably had a very strict Pharisaic background, and then came into the church with all of that Pharisaic doctrine and claimed to believe in Christ, but their main intention was to come into the churches and turn them into Judaistic conclaves of sort. And so he has to tell them that this is not the gospel. And so this, what I said about the Pharisaic uh, commitments and Judaism was a reality in the first century, in our day, this operates in entirely different ways with other corruptions of the Christian religion. So this persuasion, he says, is not from him who calls you. God is not the one who has done this to you. You have turned to a form of religion, and he explained it earlier as turning back to things more elemental, more foundational, more rudimentary, belonging to a, a spiritual status of immaturity, to the spiritual minor uh, who still has yet to 
attain uh, the adult status. The gospel is the one that brings the spiritual minor, minor in the practice of religion, to the status of being an adult. Faith does that. Faith is the movement from a minor status to an adult status in matters of religion. And if you have come to Christ through faith, then you shouldn't regress into the forms of immaturity or regulations that curb the practices for those who are not yet attained to maturity. So this persuasion that the Galatians were manifesting was not from God. It is from human or other sources. And he here described this as sort of a corruption already hinted at in a previous message. He says in verse 9, a little leaven leavens the whole lump. What has happened is like a leavening agent being added to the substance of the gospel. The gospel asks us to place our trust in Christ and, and receive salvation and eternal life as a free gift on the basis of the person and work of Christ on our behalf. The leaven of adding legalism to it is a corrupting influence. Now, the Galatians have allowed this to come in, and it is corrupting their entire outlook and practice and life. So, it's like even in our day, we take yeast and add it to, to flour with water and let it set, and the whole thing gets leavened. The yeast begins at work, and if you let it go long enough, it'll turn sour. Not many practice it in our society, but you could take regular milk, uh, warm it up, and add uh, live yogurt culture to it. Let it sit overnight, uh, slightly warm, and the whole thing will turn into yogurt. It's a faster process than allowing milk to sit a long time and let it spoil. That is also a similar phenomenon. Here, a little bit of corruption in the form of adding the works of the law, outward works of the law to faith has corrupted the whole thing. A little leaven leavens the whole lump. And also a few false teachers coming into the body of Christ, into the company of God's people have changed their character, have changed their experience of the new life in Christ. So it has been a corrupting influence and not to be tolerated already earlier at the end of chapter 5, the Apostle Paul had given them a very clear instruction that he drew an analogy from the book of Genesis how at the time of Abraham, the Lord had asked Abraham to listen to the demand of his wife Sarah to cast out the bondwoman with her son. And these he used here analogically as representing the elements of the law which curb the freedom of those who are the heirs of the promise of God. The cast out the bondwoman and her son was a prescription in Genesis, which Abraham didn't want to do, but God in his overall power and sovereignty and purposes encouraged Abraham to go ahead and do, that he would take care of things. But in this case, it becomes an application for the Christian life that the leavening influence of legalism is not to be tolerated, but to be removed entirely. 
So just as at Passover and other Sabbath in Israel, according to the law, they had to clean the house of leaven, remove all leaven out of the house. So in the practice of Christianity, the leaven of legalism should be gotten rid of. There's no room for toleration or tolerating legalizing legalistic attitudes and influences in the life of the church. We must not add ideas and, and standards of conduct which make outward behavior of certain sorts which have nothing to do with inner reality of faith as somehow marks of righteousness. That corrupts the gospel. And we have given in the past several examples of this. Places where I the current speaker personally knows, where if one has uh, facial hair, it is considered less spiritual than not having facial hair. What nonsense. What does a relationship with the living God have to do with whether you shave off your facial hair or not? And so people get fixated on outward modes as somehow having to do with righteousness, and they then make this the standard of righteousness rather than substantial things having to do with the heart. Faith working through love is how he put it earlier. They were running well. They were hindered from obeying the truth. That persuasion was not from God. It comes from the enemy. It is like leaven that leavens the whole lump and get rid of it would be the directive from Scripture. And the Apostle Paul goes on to say something along those lines. And he will encourage them to discipline the false teacher to get them out of their midst. Just like leaven should be removed out of the household under the law for Passover and for the special Sabbaths, so also the church should remove the leaven of legalism out of its life. Thank you for listening to the Emmaus Radio Ministry Podcast. This ministry is possible because of the generous contributions from our partners around the world. For more information about partnering with us, please visit emmaus.edu partner.